Well, like Chris said, uh, welcome to Thrive, you guys. If you're a father in the room today, happy Father's Day. If you're not a father, but you're a guy who has mentored in your life, um, if you've just loved unconditionally, you sacrificed for another person, thank you for being um, that kind of person that kids can look to um, to see as a leader. Guys, we've been in a sermon series called Those People, and we're wrapping it up tonight. We've talked about manipulative people. We've talked about needy people. We've talked about critical people. Actually, we haven't. That's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> tonight, we're going through um, those people that constantly nitpick, those pe- people that can always find fault in you, even when there's a lot of good. They like to see the, the one bad thing. You know, there's different types of critical people. You have the critical person who has a personal vendetta against you, um, that person that just wants to find the bad because I don't know if it's out of jealousy or um, different things, but they just they want to tear you down at any chance they get. You have those people um, that are critical to the point um, that they make you feel guilty about what you have and don't have. You know, they, they make fun of you for your car and for the clothing that you wear. Um, not necessarily the spiritual things, but the physical things that you have. Um, there are some people that are just um, so overwhelmingly critical that you feel self-conscious. And ultimately, we all have that in us to be critical. And sometimes the people that we criticize the most is ourselves. You see, criticism isn't something that's new to the game. Criticism has been around for a really long time. We have a ton of um, examples in the Bible of people who are criticized. Maybe your situation that you were criticized in is you're in a relationship with someone or you're married to someone and your parents or a family member or a friend said, don't do that, you know? They said, you're really downgrading when you marry him. Now, this is not a good time to nudge your husband or nudge your wife. That applies to you. But the person that you specifically relate to in Scripture is Moses. Moses decided that he was going to marry this Ethiopian woman, and his brother Aaron and Miriam were not going to have it. It said that they criticized him and ridiculed him for whatever reason. That's not the only example that we have of critical people We have another example, um, and this one just blows my mind, because the person being criticized is someone who was called for a specific purpose. Um, They were called to preach the Word of God and speak truth into people's lives, and that's exactly what he was being criticized for. This guy was probably the greatest missionary that ever lived. He wrote nearly three-fourths of the New Testament, and yet Scripture says that people criticized the way that he spoke. They talked very highly about um, his writing, but they said that when he talked, basically he was boring. They said that he would just go on and on and on. In fact, there's a story in Acts, and it's one of my favorite stories because it's kind of funny. It says that uh, Paul was preaching in this town, and people were listening in the windows, and there was one specific person, this boy, and his name was Eutychus. And Eutychus was listening intently to Paul preach. And he was going on and on and on. And it got to be about midnight, and Eutychus actually fell asleep in the window. And here is a shining parenting moment in Scripture. Eutychus fell out of the window to his death. Now, you might think I'm making light of that because I'm laughing, but the story doesn't stop there. Because it goes on and says that Paul literally raised Eutychus from the dead and continued preaching until the next morning. Now, you guys think you have it bad sitting in here for 30 minutes listening to me, but I promise you, nobody here has died from homicide due to preaching at Burlington Baptist Church. When I first read that, I kind of took it as a challenge. 
And, and on another hand, I also, you know, saw this picture in my head of one of the townspersons um, going up to Paul and saying, Hey man, killer sermon. <laughs> if you guys hang around here enough, you'll learn to just give me the pity laugh on those cheesy jokes. So we see all throughout Scripture these situations where people are being criticized and where people are being very critical. And so tonight I just want to talk about um, how to identify criticism and how to address it, not only when we're the people doing it, but um, how to respond when people are being critical in our lives. Before I do that, before we really dig deep, can we just pray, guys? Dear Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. Um, God, you know, looking around, it could be discouraging, but the fact of the matter is you're in this place and that we're going to worship and be changed tonight, Lord. God, I just thank you for each person that's here. I thank you for the fathers in this room. I thank you for the fact that we have the ability to talk about you and your grace and your love. God, I pray that as we go through this, um, I pray that you'll reveal to us our own critical nature. I pray that you'll reveal to us how to deal with critical people. And God, I just pray that ultimately, through everything that we do, whether it's a response to another person or just something that we're doing, I pray that it's out of love and that's something that's bringing you glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So this is one of those um, sermons that can kind of feel like a church intervention of sorts. Um, so I figured we would start with the good stuff first. So you might say, it's criticism, man. There's no good stuff. But that's not true. Um, there's this thing called constructive criticism. And I think it's important for us tonight to realize that we should never ignore the value of constructive criticism. Scripture speaks about that in Proverbs chapter 15, verses 31 and 32, which you can read on your screens if you don't have your Bibles. It says this, it says, The ear that listens to life, giving reproof, will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. So right there we see that criticism can be positive. I think it's really hard for us to take constructive criticism. Because immediately when someone criticizes you, when someone calls you out, you don't want to be, um, you don't want to be made less. You don't want to feel, you know, unworthy or weak or that you did something wrong. So immediately you're thinking in your head, okay, what's something witty? How can I cut this person down? How can I make myself feel better? But you see, I believe that as Christians, we have to understand that God is in all things. Not just the good stuff that we um, see very clearly, but also he can be in criticism. You know, God's constantly using people when they don't even realize they're being used by God. God is constantly doing that. There's a specific example I can give you, and um, I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast, and if you know this person, please don't tell him this, because I'll deny it. But there's this man, his name is Jeremy Fisher, and he was my track coach at Connor High School. Don't do it, Tammy. And this guy was the epitome of a tool. And I don't mean like a Todd tool, I mean a tool. He was a jerk. He always wore these glasses where you couldn't see his eyes. You know those people that do that just to intimidate you? And it would tick me off so much. He would get up in your face and cuss you out and spit at you. And then on the track, he would nitpick every little thing about your form. He would nitpick things about your work ethic. He would just tear you down. And he would get you to the point right before you were ready to break, right before you were ready to cry. And then he would tell you all the reasons why you'd be a sissy to give up. You know, during high school, I despised Jeremy Fisher. But now looking back, you know, four, four years later, being in that similar coaching position at Connor High School, 
there's probably very few other men who I respect more. There's very few people who I appreciate more. Because what he did as a coach was show me specific areas that I needed to improve, not only on the track, which got me far past any uh, point I ever thought I would reach, but he pointed out parts of my character that were flawed and that I needed to improve. And guys, I think it's really important for us tonight to start getting friendships and people and building those relationships with people who are going to call us on our fault, who are going to speak truth and love and identify points in our lives where we're struggling. You know, I'm constantly having people come up to me and say things like, I feel far away from God, and, you know, I pray to God that he'll make me a better person, and he'll build my character, but sometimes I just feel like I'm praying to no one. You know, why won't God speak to me? And the fact of the matter is, God speaks to us in so many different ways. We need to understand that one of the ways God might be speaking to us is through a critical person, through that person that's calling you out on specific things. See, I think that we need to start internalizing these things. We need to start looking at ourselves introspectively when somebody calls you out on something, when somebody criticizes you. Because if it strikes a chord, then there's probably something really there, probably something that you need to improve on. And when we get rid of that, when we get rid of those pieces of sin, those things that we're struggling with, it will help us draw closer to Christ. All throughout Scripture, it talks about how sin separates us from the Father. So the more that we can get rid of it in our lives, the more we'll see His face, see His glory, and feel near to Him. We need people in our lives who can give us constructive criticism. You know, not only did I have Coach Fisher, but any time that I'm preparing a sermon, I try to bounce my ideas off of people, whether it's my mom or my dad— my siblings, uh, my girlfriend. Um, there's one guy in this church, and I don't see him tonight, but his name's Ken Ford. And if you ever want uh, an honest opinion, but you really don't want an honest opinion, don't ask Ken Ford, because he is the most blunt human being you'll ever meet. But the fact of the matter is, he's a guy that speaks the truth in love. We need people like that in our lives. So going into that, um, off of constructive criticism, sometimes there'll be people who just give us unjust criticism. Those people who aren't trying to build us up, who aren't um, of good heart when they're calling us out on things. Quite honestly, those people who just want to hurt us. And I, I think that there's three prayers that we need to learn, three prayers that we need to pray when we're dealing with these people who are unjustly criticizing us. The first one is this. God, help me know when to respond to criticism. See, the key word there is respond. Oftentimes, I know when I get uh, criticized, I want to react. And uh, instead of praying this prayer beforehand, I'm praying a prayer after the fact, most of the time asking God for forgiveness, because the way I react is in a way that's not glorifying to God at all. We need to learn to respond. We have an example of this, of responding to criticism in Scripture, in Judges chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. And basically what's going on is um, Gideon is going into this place, and he's changing things up. And the Ephraimites are not cool with it. They're not okay with it. And so they start, you know, challenging him, and they start uh, criticizing him. And it says in Scripture that they sharply criticized him. So they were, I mean, they were really digging deep into this guy. And it says that Gideon responded, and he basically said, look at all this stuff that's good right now. You know, have you ever ate better? I'm delivering you your enemies to your hands. And it says that after about five minutes of Gideon reasoning with these people— just taking five minutes to explain himself. He had diffused the situation. They weren't angry anymore. 
See, sometimes for us to respond to criticism instead of react is to take five minutes to just take a deep breath and say, all right, God, how do I handle this situation? Sometimes responding to a situation can fix something in five minutes, whereas if we just react, it can ruin a relationship for a lifetime. The second prayer that I think is important for us to pray is this. God, help me know when to dismiss invalid criticism. You see, sometimes people are going to say things to you that is so stupid, that's so ignorant, that's so off base, that we need to learn to just let it go. And I know that you might think, well, I don't do this. I don't hold on to invalid criticism. I'm really good at letting it roll off my shoulder. But the fact of the matter is there's probably one person in your life. There's probably one person in your life who just knows how to get under your skin. I know for me, when I played football in high school, there was this one kid. And this kid, I mean, me and him were friends, but we always had this quiet um, competitiveness against each other. Uh, We always didn't really like each other a whole lot. And uh, we would always exchange these backhanded compliments and different things. And no matter how good I did in a football game, or no matter how much my teammates would try to pump me up, after a game, the one thing I would remember would be that one smart aleck comment from this kid. That one smart aleck thing that was meant to tear me down, to criticize me. And you see, we have that, and we do that. We um, almost become obsessive. We almost become obsessive about pleasing people about getting them to just accept who we are, about them being happy for us and not critical of us. And sometimes we become so obsessive that we forget the one person whose opinion matters the most. You see, because the fact of the matter is, when death comes knocking on my door, that kid's opinion isn't going to save me. But God's opinion will. See, we have to stop resting in this temporary. We have to stop listening to the here and now and start focusing on the only thing that's eternal— And that's how God sees us, not how man sees us. See, there's some people in life that are just negative people. Some people that they don't like their life, they don't like their kids, they don't like their job, they don't like their dog, they don't like their house, they don't like their car, and so on and so on and so on. And so because of that, because of all this stuff that they don't like in their own life, they project their feelings on other people, and they tell you all the things that they don't like about you. I heard a story one time about this wise man. And this wise man was challenged by a critic. This critic went up to the wise man and just started tearing him a new one. I mean, he was calling him out on all these faults that were very invalid, um, just very hurtful things meant to bring this guy down. And the story goes that the wise man kind of smiled, and he said to the critic, can I ask you a question? And the critic kind of said, sure, go ahead. And the wise man said, If you give a gift to someone, but they don't receive it, who then does the gift belong to? And the critic kind of shook his head, and he said, well, I guess the person trying to give the gift still has it. And the story goes that the wise man smiled and turned around and walked away. See, sometimes we have to identify when someone is trying to give us that gift, when someone is trying to give us these invalid and um, self-demeaning thoughts in our head, when someone is trying to put chains around us. Those people that are energy vampires that just zap you of your um, time and of all the things that are important. We need to identify it and learn to turn around and walk away. We need to learn to throw those invalid Invalid, critical comments in the garbage can. 
You see, but I think this is a two-part prayer. It's not going to be on the screen, but I think that's the first part. You know, God help me to know when to dismiss the invalid criticism. But I think the second part of that is this. God help me be able to be Christ to that person. Show me how to love that person. Because honestly, that's the hardest thing in the world, is to show love to somebody that's trying to tear you down. But who more are they going to see God in? The person that they just smacked in the face that turns around and says, I love you. Turns around and says, I love you. You know, you've heard me say it before in sermons. You've heard Jim say it and Todd say it. But the fact of the matter is, hurt people hurt people. The same is true. Broken people break people. And so eventually we have to change, um, change this pattern. Eventually someone has to step up to the plate, and it should be Christians. Instead of responding and just turning our backs, we should dismiss the criticism, but say, you know what? I love you. Let me show you why your life is not so miserable. Let me try to tear down some of those walls to show you that you have a light in your life. You have a purpose. God has a plan for you. Let me build you up. The third prayer is this. God, help me overcome my own critical nature. See, like every one of the sermons in this series, this is the part that's kind of uncomfortable for us because it pretty much calls us out as Christians. You know, I said it earlier in the message, we all can be extremely critical. And so I think it's important for us to pray that God would reveal to us how we can be that way in our lives so we can stop it. Scripture says this in Proverbs 12, verse 18. You can read it on the screen. It says, There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. See, guys, I love that passage. Because to me, it says this. It says that we all have the ability to do one of two things. We have the ability to hurt people with our words. We have the ability to heal people with our words. We have the ability to break people with our words, or we have the ability to build people up. Guys, I don't want to be a part of a church that hurts with my words. I want to be a part of a church that heals with my words and my actions, that builds up and doesn't break. You see, here's the thing. In any relationship, whether it's you talking to your kids, or you talking to a parent, or you talking to a friend, or a husband, or a wife— You criticizing them will never bring them closer to God, but you loving them will. You loving them will. And the fact of the matter is, critical people, oftentimes, the person that they're most critical to is themselves. That might be you sitting here in the room tonight. You're too fat. You're too dumb. Your clothes suck. Your car sucks. Your house sucks. Your circumstances suck. You're constantly coming up with reasons and things that are just completely counter to what God wants you to know. And that's simple. It's simply this, that you're his child, that you're worthy, that you have a purpose. You see, all the things that um, you might say to yourself are things that are matters of this world. Like I said earlier, they're the temporary things. We need to start looking at the eternal things. We need to stop being so critical about the things that don't matter, about the things that are going to fade when we die, and start being intentional about realizing the important stuff. And that's our salvation with the Lord. 
Because the fact of the matter is we can never truly know who we might be in Christ when we're worried about pleasing the world. When we're worried about pleasing the world. So tonight, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're a person who has uh, been a victim of harsh criticism. I don't know if you're a person who has been a very critical person, someone that's always seeing fault. But tonight as the band comes up here, I just challenge you to pray to God. Pray to Him. You know, Lord, reveal to me how I'm a critical person. Show me the areas of my life where I'm cutting people down. And God, help me to mend those relationships where I've been really critical. Help me to mend those relationships that I've messed up by reacting and not responding. Lord, um, maybe the prayer for you is, Lord, show me how to overcome the people who are critical in my life by finding my purpose in you and not in this world. So tonight, uh, as they're playing, there's multiple ways that you can respond. You can pray at this altar. You can bring your offering forward. You can take communion, which is symbolic of the cross and what Christ did. It doesn't matter to me what you do, but I know that God has called us to be here in this place for a reason. So whatever that might be, just respond. Just listen to God. Would you stand with me and pray? Dear Lord, I know that at times I'm my own worst enemy. God, I know at times I let the world tell me who I am and identify me as someone who's unworthy. But God, thank you for telling me that I am worthy. God, thank you for calling me your son. And Lord, I just pray that as I leave this room, as we all leave this place, that we would work on not being so critical. And instead of offering words of critique, we would offer up words of encouragement. When people criticize, we would respond in love and grace. Lord, help us not be chained or bound by people who are just filling us with invalid criticism. Help us release that, God, and give it completely to you. Because your truth and your purpose for our lives is so much greater than one man's opinion. Lord, I just thank you for being a God who is good and who is always faithful. Lord, right now I just want to pray for this Thrive Service that as we continue throughout this summer, that you would just grow this service, that your purpose would be fulfilled in this place. Lord, you are worthy of all of our praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So as he sings, like I said, whatever it is, just respond. If you need somebody to pray with, I'll be right down here.